Hello, and welcome to the Closet Confessions podcast. This afternoon, I have two wonderful ladies literally in my closet, and I'm excited to chat with them. What we just decided is we're kind of just going to go off the cuff and have a conversation as we would um, normally. So without further ado, I'm just going to introduce them. First is Jess Mosley, just Jess, on <laughs> on um, Instagram. Introduce yourself, and then we'll introduce Nikki next. Okay, well, hello, everybody listening in. I am Jess, as she said, Jess, Jess, as on Instagram. And um, I am not from Columbia, but I've been here at least 10 years, so I will say that uh, it's been long enough. Um, I uh, love, absolutely love to sing. I love to volunteer, uh, do volunteer work. Um, and I am also a first responder, uh, first responder, or firefighter and EMS responder. Um, so that's just a little bit right now about myself, and I'll let you go ahead and go to the next one. Well, and we all, I say we all know each other. I just met Nikki. I've known of Nikki and seen her out in the community here in Columbia, and she, we all go to the same gym, API, best gym in the world. Yes. Um, these ladies, however, they get up early. They do like that 530. Um, we all know I'm not doing anything till after nine. So, um, but so Nikki Magruder is also with us here in my closet. Welcome, Nikki. Hello. Hello, everyone. Yes, I'm Nikki. Um, I go by knickknack underscore mcg on social um so. yes they will they will both be tagged <laughs> um just a plan lord's my aunt used to always call me knickknack paddywhack growing up so oh, i love that it just kind of stuck i've been around for a while um i am not from columbia either but my family has been around way too long for me not to consider um columbia home i moved away for about a decade or so um, and lived in St. Louis for a while, but um, I'm back and have been back for almost the same amount of time I was gone um, oh. at this point. So I think about eight years I've been back, um, but I, gosh, I'm a mom. How many kids do you have? I have four. Okay. Um, but many only know my littles. I have two adult children, believe okay. it or not. And then how, how uh, she, right. said, she just and did a little, you, you, what back. you can't see is the little hair sweep. So your littles, how old? They are eight and 12. Okay. So yeah, so I always joke I've made a commitment um, to raising children for life. Right. Um, but yeah. So, and I know how she feels because <laughs> um, I had Caitlin, who is just turned 21. I had her when I was 18. Mm -hmm. And then... Um, you know, met Jonathan and we got married. And then a few years later had Hughes, who is five, will be six in July. And then Theo, who's three. So we have a huge span. And after Hughes, there were very much moments that what the heck were we thinking? We could be empty nesters soon. <laughs> but yet we, uh, you know, decided to start all over. And then, whoop, surprise, um, we had Theo. What is really unique about these two women are not only their careers that they're in, but what they, how they have become successful, not just professionally, but personally in their lives. And I want to kind of talk about all of those things. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. uh, you know, for me, Jess, I, there's, I just said, there's not a lot of fire 
women, right? No, Firefighters that are women, specifically also. Yeah, that are also black. There are not. Um, I'm pretty sure I can count on my hands, you know, so it's, it's always good to um, have that diversity and to show that we don't have to stay in a certain uh, bubble, you know, or a certain area where people, some may expect for someone who is black to be in a certain role or sport or whatever the case may be. Um, you know, I have a godson who uh, loves soccer and is great at it. And that's not the first sport usually that people will typically think about. But um, but yes, yeah, so it's definitely um, different, especially when uh, we're all together, when we get a chance to get all together for a training or anything like that. When you look in the room, it's usually a bunch of older white males sure. <laughs> or um, around my age, white uh, females, which... Um, like, I, I'm really close with some, some of them. Um, but, yeah, it's very different and diverse. And sometimes it also can uh, show when it's time to go on a call, too. I mean, I've, I've had an instance once, you know, a, a long while back before COVID where, you know, um, my myself and at the time um, my roommate at the station was uh, was um, dispatched to a call for a breathing issue. And we got there and she saw us and was like, I'm in the wrong house the peop- the person who yeah. you were responding mm-hmm. to is at the wrong house and you can't have the wrong house cuz dispatch no. you know right. and you're obviously you there. <laughs> in some sort of yes we're definitely in uniform uh-huh. you cannot go just dressed as is like I'm headed to the gym or something you right. have to go in uniform every time and uh, we got there, and she was like, you have the wrong house. And I was like, well, they did dispatch us to this mm-hmm. place. It's showing this is the location. Are you sure everybody's okay in here? And they were like, no, we're fine. You don't need to come in. Oh. And I was like, oh, okay. And so I just thought to myself, like, some people will are willing to risk, like, their health mm-hmm. just because of my color, you know? And don't get me wrong. I know I would run into people who may not have the same political views sure. or whatever the case may be. But first thing comes first, and that is um, I am there to help Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Right. Anything else you're doing in your personal life is not my business or my concern. Your health is. And so, you know, I don't think or see any of that. So that was just very, like, shocking. That was the first time I was like, Mm. okay, so this is alive and well. (laughs) That was one of the first times because I was going to ask. Obviously, there are obstacles um, that you face. Just uh, number one, being woman number two being black black. and number three the the career path you chose yeah and so that is an example Mm -hmm. of one uh do you ever have anyone that says hey Jess maybe you should have gone into a different profession because obviously it's going to be harder for you to go into that have you had people in your life that have said that to you oh yes Uh, what is your response to that and and one was a who was a very sweet lady she was uh she is a counselor at Mizzou and she wasn't being mean about it so don't get me wrong she wasn't you know trying to slander me anything she was just like I I feel like you know, you should do something else because the other thing I'm doing on top of that is trying to go into uh, PA or medical school. Nice. As well. Yes. Right. And so because I'm the first generation to complete college and stuff, right. she's like, Congrats. are you That's sure awesome. this is the route you want to go? I really feel like you should just be a social worker, which pause for a moment. Social workers are amazing. Yep. Love them. Nothing's wrong with that. Right, right. But she was just shutting it down. And, and I could understand if um, I was already trying that path and I kept failing and things weren't working out, then okay, maybe we need to reconnect and see what's going on. Right. But for me to just um, to have success so far, and just because I'm the first graduate, and she just thought that may be too much. She said, well, maybe down the line, maybe a nurse, maybe. But I, I just think this might be too hard and too wow. much for you. Wow. I can relate yeah. to that. When I was in high school um, at Hickman, I had a counselor. I wanted to be like a PI, like a private investigator or like a detective. Mm-hmm. And this 
this counselor said, he said to me, women don't typically go into that kind of a field. And that, that immediately was like, that stopped me. And I said, Ooh, you tell me that typical, I'm the, the opposite of typical. I'm like the crap. You never know what the crap shoot. Um, you know, you never know what you're going to get. Obviously I'm not a PI, but I have done some investigating for girlfriends <laughs> and like ex-boyfriends if I they needed, it. you know, that kind of thing. But, I love it. But yeah, it, uh, it definitely, you know, I think there's two ways to look at it when someone tells you, mm, I don't know that that's probably the right path for you or that, oh, that might be more difficult. There's two ways to look at it. It's either, okay, yeah, you're right. Or it's, F that, I'm even going to go harder and I'm going to show exactly. everyone. And that's the mentality that's, it seems that you have. Oh, yeah, that's definitely what I did. I was like, wait a minute. And I was even talking to uh, one of my uh, mentors in medicine. They were like, is, uh, is she a doctor? So have she been to medical school? Oh, okay. I thought like somebody who'd been in medical school said something. <laughs> right, right. I was like, no. Like I just used that as more, you know, um, you know, more motivation to keep pushing myself to go harder. I'm so determined, so it doesn't matter. I'm not the typical, you know, of the average person. I don't go the normal route where I didn't have to work during school and all that. I had to work during during college. You know, a full time job. I still am. Right. You know, so it's definitely taking me a much longer path to do everything that I'm trying to do. You know, working full time at the hospital. Yeah. You know, in a leadership role, and then you know, um, volunteer work, living at the fire station. That's full time too. You know, and then I, I'm so involved in my church. Like, that's mm, where I was earlier, right. you know. And so it's just it's just so much stuff. And I just use all that to keep myself going, keep myself pushing and know that I'm determined. I don't have to be in a box of what, you know, some of society may say. I can do anything that I put my mind to. That's exactly right. So I want to start. I have a question I want to ask. And I'm going to – I want you both to answer, but I'm going to start with Nikki, you first, mm-hmm. if that's okay. I like to do this little um, exercise, I guess you could call it. Okay. And what it really is, is it's just to do a personality assessment Mm -hmm. real quick. But the way I like to explain it is there are four types of personality. Mm -hmm. And I like to use the disassessment. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's D-I-C-S. So, but the way I like to present it is, all right, Nikki, you are in a box and you have been told or um, your, um, your goal is to get out of the box here are the different options. Which one would you choose? Mm-hmm. Option one, would you just bust open that box and be like, I need to get out of this box. Boom, bust open the box. Mm-hmm. Second option, would you be like, hey, box, how are you doing? You're cool and all, but I need to get out of the box. So, like, how can, you know, let's get this together so I can get out of the box. Third option, well, the box is this long and it this wide and if I hit it approximately right there I bet I could bust through the box Mm -hmm. fourth option is man I I know I'm being told that I need to get out of the box but why the box is totally cool like I am perfectly fine in this box like Mm -hmm. why should I try to get out of this box I mean I get it they're trying to tell me but like I'm really happy in this box which one and we all lean to a couple but what it would be if you had to pick one I'm probably calculating if I... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're the calculator. So, yeah, Let's I'm get it just right. And then I'm going to, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay. I say that. I'm not really um, a bust through type of person, you know. Yeah. Even though I get through 
yeah. if that makes any sense. Well, I'm going you may to have get... that tendency in mm-hmm. certain situations yeah, or certain yeah, aspects, but you're yeah. going to calculate. That's not my bust. first inclination is to yeah. bust it wide open. Bust but it. I'm going to calculate and really observe and yeah. um, measure the effectiveness of yeah. the hit this way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's more Perfect. my personality. I, I like think. it. What about you, Jess? What would you? Ooh, I definitely lean towards a, a, a few of those options. <laughs> um, because as you said, in my mind, I'm like, all right. I gotta bust up out of here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I'm probably the person that'll start off like, okay, I'm in the box. Let's try to work this out yeah. nicely. Like, I'm gonna give you a chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's try to work this out, you know, the right way, appropriately, you know, because I'm pretty sure we can work something out and figure this all out together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do know, like, I'm not gonna stay there. So, right. Like, we'll, we'll right. give it a chance. We'll try and then, all right, uh, I gotta go. Like, yep. Boom. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. So, so the the busting out is the dominant personality type. Mm-hmm. They're the they're the lead. You know, typically a leader. Um, the uh, the hey box. Hey, that's the influencer. That's the I. That's the people that are really good in like sales jobs and things of that. The C is the one that um, is really good with the mathematical and the charts, and they love like the spreadsheets and mm-hmm. certain things. And then the S is like please don't change my job description. Please don't change anything. Like I drive the same way to work every day. Please don't make me go a different way. Like that's going to just give me too much. And so it really kind of helps just know um, who we are. And we all tend to have, we have our one, but then you can have like, so I am a, I'm like, high eye the high influencer but in my normal state i can uh lean towards a little c and then some d when i'm definitely in a natural state but it's just always good to know so nikki will you please tell us um what you do professionally because i have heard your title and i know you explain it all the time i'm sure but um please tell all of us if you will very unique currently as of seven months ago i am the director of diversity equity and inclusion for mu healthcare and Uh, what hold on say that one more time director of diversity equity and inclusion yeah but (laughs) for the university for for mu healthcare there we are Mm -hmm. for mu healthcare okay Mm -hmm. and so what does that entitle you know or entail title (laughs) Uh, yeah, so the what's important to know is that it's a new position. Um, so I didn't have like a blueprint that was laid out for me prior to going on coming on board, um, which is really a good thing. But it's also uh, it's also it can also be frustrating because. There's so many areas where you see the need to do something. And because of my personality, mm-hmm. I want to do them all. Mm-hmm. And I want to do them all right away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's it's it took probably four months in, and I'm not, maybe five. I don't know. It took a long time to realize, okay, calm down. You're not going to be able to do it all. Mm-hmm. At least not well. And so we have to really start to look at what we can have an impact on right away um, and just do what we can. So what are the goals right now? What, how can you explain that to us as far as what is the, your focus or what is it? You know. Or is it still being created? <laughs> no, I think okay, high okay. level. Okay. You know, high level, I want to make sure that every human being that not only serves as an employee of MU Healthcare, but also our patients and their families um, 
are seen as humans first and they're treated as they should be and their concerns um, are being met and we aren't othering people. Um, so it could be something as simple as having conversations about the products and services we offer to our patients. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of my first conversations and first trainings was for new nurses coming okay. on board and um, just having conversations about, do you know how great it would be if you offered hair bonnets for people yes. who didn't have their bonnets or family around that could bring them right. something? Mm-hmm. I could just tell you as a as a black woman, there we- this could be any woman that wears a bonnet uh-huh. but mm-hmm. you know as a black woman in particular I need to protect my hair well for sure and so yes. if you offered me a bonnet and my family was maybe hours away or weren't mm-hmm. gonna be able to get here until for three days that would be huge and, I and remember it's coming something with, that wasn't it's uh, something yeah, okay. simple it's yes. simple so they were already having conversations around hair care products and lotions and that kind of thing. And so we just expanded the conversation um, so that it was bigger um, and it wasn't othering. And we talk about some of the products that and conversations that we should be having well, right. to make sure that, that human beings are being taken care of. Um, another big thing is like we have um, employee resource groups um, and they were created prior to my coming on board and then of course COVID and so not a whole lot of movement had taken place even though there are some amazing leaders some amazing people doing some amazing things and for those who are not familiar with employee resource groups they are those groups um, by identity you don't have to be a member of any of the identities okay. to be a member of the group uh-huh. um, because you want to learn and grow together right. um, so I can tell you you know one thing that I know that they did prior to my coming on board is last summer when George Floyd was murdered uh-huh. um, they encouraged having a critical conversation around allyship Yeah. and so what does allyship look like Right. And um, one thing that they told me coming on board is they didn't want important conversations like that to die down because we as human beings um, tend to let some time pass and we think that we're good to just go back to Uh business as usual. And then any progress that could have or should have been made then just goes by the wayside. Um, So that's something that we we made sure that that wasn't going to happen. So, so you mean um, that there was support for people that needed to process that or mm-hmm. yeah, that, um, and then learn makes and sense. Grow. And just because you don't talk about it doesn't mean it won't, that it goes away. Right. You're so. right. And one thing I've been saying a lot too lately over the past year or so is that nobody knows how anything affects another person, mm-hmm. you know, may not affect someone the way it affected yeah. each of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's kind of a thing as humans for us to be like, well, because it didn't really affect us, you're being a little extra mm-hmm. by it affecting mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And when we can make that not a thing, mm-hmm. if it's like, I get it didn't affect me, but man, I see that it's affecting you. Right. How can I be there for you? Right. Or even just, I now understand that it is affecting you, not the mm-hmm. same as me. And that already makes just this... Mm-hmm. Um, safer really Mm -hmm. more comfortable Mm -hmm. space to perform and work and do you know the job or even if you're in the hospital or anything you know 
at the time. It's everything. Um, everything. I say it too that nobody knows the relationship or friendship that anybody has with another person. You know, I have feelings towards Jess, and but and I know she likes me too, but. But nobody knows, and she does it unless I'm like, oh, my gosh, Jess, I love you. I want to be around you all the time, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> but nobody knows. It's the same when, like, a family member dies. I had some family. I felt that they were trying to tell me how my relationship was when my with my father when he passed away and it really offended me and it really made me go internal and think a lot about this and nobody knows the relationship I had with my dad except for me and my dad right mm -hmm. so and the relationship Caitlin had with my dad is different and I don't know how that is I mean obviously based on how she tells me but it's really just understanding that everybody has their own feelings and emotions, yeah. and they may not be the same as yours, but we need mm -hmm. to be very um, aware of it. And respectful. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. It's definitely everything. And when that when that went on, it was amazing to see how supportive the the system was, the university was with that. You know, it helped um, make it a safe place, right? To share our feelings, our frustrations, and stuff. And then I found out. You know, while doing that and speaking at one of the things was um, like your, you know, your white counterparts, your white <laughs> friends, you know, at first they would be quiet. A lot would be quiet in the past, but not because they didn't feel the way you felt, but because they felt it wasn't their place yeah. to have feelings or wasn't their place to speak up. But mm -hmm. I feel like that whole thing that went on yes. helped like them see, no, you can feel it. <laughs> we need you to speak up like we, we need sure. you. You know, yes. to be there so yeah yes so, so if much. we're gonna get into this let's do mm -hmm. it guys you want yeah, to hopefully yeah. it doesn't get awkward <laughs> if it does we're, oh, get we're in the girl. closet so, as you know Caitlin my daughter is black she her and I have a lot of conversations and um we you know this really just started a lot more conversations with people would look in the mirror and say well I know I'm not racist mm -hmm. I have black friends and my daughter's black so I'm not racist but what I learned in this process is that it's the white privilege mm -hmm. that really uh, really learned that it's not a negative it's a fact mm -hmm. and so now that I've understood that yep I'm white and I have a privilege because of my skin color how can what can I do with that though to help yes. not to just be like well you know Marcus Ferguson shout out to Marcus Ferguson yes, he first. has been Marcus really really helped me and then um an ex-boyfriend and we talked for a very long time about situations you know we would get looked at because mm -hmm. black man white woman but now he's able to articulate and I'm able to understand how life was then and you know and I get it and I see it well I would like to say and you guys uh, speak against or agree or, or give your opinion but that we're definitely not or we're definitely in a not a better place but each generation if if people like me and jonathan are raising children um to talk about it to be aware of it to try to do anything to help um that's going in the right direction right my black friends are more like yep come on nicole where i felt like they were like this isn't about you this is us does that make sense to say that it's kind of what you said that we are all now here um and it's gonna take us all to continue mm -hmm. I like to be um, uh, optimistic I don't know that what the perfect or the goal I don't know that we'll ever see that I don't know if it'll happen in our lifetime yeah. but I, I do know it's important um, 
to support movements and and make sure that they don't they're not just moments right right and they actually become movements and so I'm really really encouraged by um our, the generations that are coming up oh yeah yes um because mm-hmm. these, yes. the newer generations aren't here for the bull <laughs> not right? at all not, not at all funny. and so i i it's Agreed. funny because you're on you see on tiktok where they're talking about gen zers like gen zers if you cancel one more thing like you know mm-hmm. like, and right. i'm cracking up about it but at the same time i'm so encouraged by their mm-hmm. um willingness it's not even willingness. This is just who they are yes. to say, this is some bull. And mm-hmm. That's not okay. And y'all need to stop. Yep. Now, I'm not a huge proponent of cancel culture, but I, I am a right. huge proponent of holding people accountable. Yes. Agreed. Um, for sure. And speaking up. And I have a 12-year-old at home right now that will not be boxed. Like, you won't yes. tell her, like, what she will or won't do. She's not into the gender roles and and all of that and I love that about her Mm -hmm. I love that um she is unique and I encourage that yeah and so I I I put her on blast all the time and so I have to apologize (laughs) I do get permission now yeah yeah oh good good okay yeah before I was just putting stuff out there she was (laughs) like like, mommy right right but now I'm like can I post this Mm -hmm. um because she's just like so I just I'm in awe of who she is. And so I'm encouraged by future generations to That's use their amazing. voices yep. um, and not yes. take it. And so I think it won't be eradicated, if you will, in our right. lifetime. Right. But real change will happen. Oh, it yeah. Will. Definitely. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. About your daughter? She's something. I got to <laughs> meet her. I got to meet know. her. That's so cool. But, I mean, that's so true. Like, these younger generations that are coming up, they are bold and they are about it. And they're mm-hmm. like, not today. Mm-mm. Not today. We're mm-hmm. not doing this. And so it, it does give a lot of hope. So it that does. if it's not, like you said, you know, all fixed or whatnot, you know, in our lifetime, we know that things will be left in good hands. And so we just have to continue the momentum, though. Mm-hmm. All generations that are still here, you know, continue to support one another, continue to want to learn, you know. And you can't just say, I'm for the cause. And then, like, you haven't read, like, one type of book, <laughs> you know, by a yeah. black author about mm-hmm. black community or, right. you know, um, had really deep, you know, critical conversations, um, with your uh, black counterpart friends and stuff like that. And so, you know, you just, you really have to do that. I mean, I know for me, and I'm black, and um, when George Floyd happened, that was the first time that I've ever done an actual protest for myself. I'd never so protested either, so and we did many major. Of them. Yes, that was so major for me. Mm-hmm. When I say like my heart was racing, I didn't know what to feel. I was scared because I know like for us and our uh, for us as black people in the past, you know, years ago the protests and mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of like you're ready to die. I mean, you know, it's like you know, uh, sure, but it's serious because be, like yeah. the, you know back then they were. I mean, no, you protested, sure. they li- releasing the dogs on oh, them yeah. and the, the hoses gas, and all I that mean, stuff. Yeah. And then not even too long ago, yeah, in St. Louis mm-hmm. when uh, when the guy passed and and that was that was happening just then, you know. And so it's like we haven't moved too far from that once you know they see a rise, you know, coming up and and it's not like we're not being violent or anything like that. We're nope. just saying enough is enough. We're tired. Mm-hmm. Like stop. Exactly. You know, and so I was, I had so many mixed emotions going on, going on in my mind, you know, but I made sure I took pictures, you know, like this is history. I'm going to be a part of history, you know, for um, sure generation, you know, and show that I support and what's wrong is what's wrong. Facts are facts. You know, that's exactly right. And it's time we have to stop, you know, please stop. I can't breathe. Like it goes, I feel like it's so much bigger than, you know, even then of what, of what happened, like, because we can't like, please stop. Like we can't, 
yep. we can't breathe you know yeah. so we we need each other Oops, yeah sorry. to keep being there for one another to keep supporting one another to keep showing up yeah speak up for me so when i see all my white friends show up i'm like yes that's right you're a stopper my friend so-and-so is gonna mm, right you know say for something sure. and, and it's good that you mentioned about having that privilege which like you said nobody's throwing it as a as a bad thing or whatnot it's just a fact the fact is a fact so mm-hmm. then now that you know that you have white privilege okay so let me check my white privilege you know, say I feel like you know. Look, you know. Let me use it. Though, yeah, really, use it in, you know? in a good way. Like, how can I? How can I help then with with having this? You know what I mean? What else right. can I do? What else can I learn about? Be a part of or, or whatnot? Because you always got to stay, as they say, stay woke. Yes. <laughs> and what's going on around here? And For so. sure. And I think too, one thing is um, the systematic. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't aware of um, in some aspects, and. Um, small things you know like one of the things that ferg told me was just examples of the uh buying a home process yes. and why do you have to put your race you know yeah and that and that he had there's studies that show improve that um black people will uh will have a higher interest rate or yeah. it's harder for them to get a loan. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I now I'm forgetting what the term is, but, it, you know, it used to be the neighborhood Redlining. Thank you, yeah. the redlining. And, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it used to be that. And it's even like my mom <laughs> says, well, you know, well, we, we ended slavery years ago. Yeah, yeah no shit. No mm-hmm. shit we did. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that, dang, no more slavery now. Everybody's equal. That And turns out that's not. That's actually so far from the reality um, and that, well, our government does so many things for black people. Yeah, Mm -hmm. to make themselves feel better and to cover up what they they are still doing that isn't actually Mm -hmm. um, providing the same things Mm -hmm. as white people. And so it's those conversations, too. It's just it's just interesting that just because it doesn't affect you again Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that it's not affecting other people. And um it also doesn't mean that there's not anything you can you can you that you can't do to help. Yes, you know that's so true. I think too, just as women, it's I use that very much. You know, I, I do not know what it's like to be black, but I do know what it's like to be a woman. And mm-hmm. man, we've had, we still have things. Women have do everything. That's right. And like in, I also have been trying to do a lot of um, looking into other cultures. Mm-hmm. Um, I just got a book about ancient cultures and parenting. Hopefully that'll help me with Theo. <laughs> but it's interesting, you know, just how um, America, man, our culture is interesting. And what do you, you know? Yeah, that's a word for it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? I like that. Is it good? Uh... Ha- mm. It's interesting. It's interesting. Oh, Come on, this is closet conventions. Like you know, I well, I don't know. I mean, for many, yeah, interesting is the word. I think about, um, gosh, a quote I saw not too long ago about what it means to be African American. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's African without the history, American without the. I don't know if it was privilege. It was something to that effect. Mm. But it's like. Oh. 
one on one hand you're being told to go back to a place you've never been and on the other hand you're in a country that's never really embraced you so it's like for some that it's like yeah it's interesting but for others it's like like, i don't know i remember after george floyd and interesting enough on that very same day i lost my father my biological father unexpectedly so it's like i didn't get to protest um, cause we were making arrangements mm-hmm. for my father and all of that. But I was very in tune to what was going on because at that time I was leading a nonprofit, um, focused on diversity, equity, and inclusion. So, yeah. um, we had to address it, but I just remember Googling soon after that, like, where could we live? Like if I wanted right? to take my family somewhere, like Wakanda where does it exist? Wakanda. You know, if Wakanda, if Wakanda, if Wakanda was a place, I would have been gone three Ooh, years ago. Me okay. too. I'd have been the same because not to say I don't love America because I do. Right. I was born here, but man, it's hard to, it's, it's hard. hard to be like, mm-hmm. we love our country. I think our country is in yeah. a state of changing. And something I always say is there are two things that are inevitable for us as humans and that is change will happen mm-hmm. and we will all die and i know that sounds okay. a little sad but it's true right <laughs> there's only like there's a <laughs> two things we can't two things we can't yeah. but um mm-hmm. but that's an amazing quote i just have to say sorry like yeah. that's when you said that i was like whoo i almost like had a church from my mom i was like all right <laughs> Lord, like, like, two <laughs> things but, but people want to fight we also as humans though our instinct is to not necessarily like change mm-hmm. anybody but um can't fight it because yeah and change good change bad but like we want change good in this well when you think about the people who don't want change Mm -hmm. it's because they're not being impacted adversely in any way so if you're good you're good with the status quo you're Uh good with that but if you're constantly being challenged you're Mm -hmm. constantly being told that you don't matter Mm -hmm. you're constantly being oppressed then you're looking for change, right? Yes. So for sure, so, yeah, yeah. But something that really triggered me was the whole protests are not the same as riots, and um, you know our media really tried to get in, get in there and make them one thing, and it's just not mm-hmm. true. But I also feel the. Uh, I mean, I was here. We go. I'm going to confess something. This is this is this is deep burn it burn whatever down to the ground because people's lives and their ability to thrive um and prosper has been being burnt so who cares about a building like that's the stupidest thing ever you know i'm sorry but if you're gonna choose a building over people then man there's something wrong i think there that's interesting because it's like you um social media can be a blessing and a curse mm-hmm. like i've spent i've taken several social media hiatuses yes. because you yes. know it feels good doesn't it becomes too much mm-hmm. but it's, it's also been refreshing to see exactly where people stand because people feel emboldened behind that keyboard or their yes. phones or whatever <sighs> i'm just say feel and do whatever and so, yeah, I love the people who are more concerned with property than human lives. They're are knowing exactly where I stood with people. Man, true colors are going to show. So I want to ask you all, what, and this is something I haven't told you already, but do you have um, just a piece of advice or what is um, something or a mantra or a... Um, 
just a quote even, or just something that you live by or try to live by? You know, any more for me, um, it's, it's peace protector. <laughs> I fight a lot of battles, both professionally, um, not so much personally anymore because peace has become a priority. And so um, the things, while it's funny, friends, um, Nicole asked me earlier mm-hmm. how old I was. I'm like, not today. We won't Mm-mm. be talking about that. Um, but, um, <laughs> but I think, you know, when I think about young, being the younger Nikki, mm-hmm. um, all the things that I thought I had to have control over. Mm. Um, and I would want some things for some other people more than even they did. And that yes. would mess with my peace. And how people thought about me that would mess with my peace and anymore you know I'm just this is who I am and I've come to understand that I'm not for everybody mm-hmm. but I I'm 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 at peace with um just authentically being me um I don't get involved in a lot of stuff <laughs> I don't care who doesn't like who bless your heart that's mm-hmm. that's on that, you, that's you yep. um but you know for me like my mantra right now is peace is a priority i'm still raising humans right so right one there's that and then also i just want to i want to continue to keep people guessing about how i am and i think the only way to do that is to be at peace um, with who i am i absolutely Mm -hmm. love that i have been working sort of on that same thing I was I am a people pleaser and what I found is I was um well I wasn't pleasing anyone not even them because you can't the only you can't make other people happy they have to choose happiness and so I've learned that um I get to choose my happiness too and uh you know I talk a lot about self-care and um it's not selfish it's actually selfish if you don't take care of yourself um I think and since you start to really accept your true self, right, and become mm-hmm. authentic Nikki, have you noticed that the people that you're attracting in your life so are your mean. are your are your type, if that makes they sense? They really are. Same. I think about all of the 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 blo- blessing blocking I had been doing Ooh. over the years. Okay. By, I like that blessing blocking. You know. But it's like not mm-hmm. anymore. Yep. Like, and you're right. Like, you start to attract better, right? You start yep. to attract prosperity and, and attract goodwill and attract good humans. There you go. Right. So it's it's a whole different life when you start to live authentically you and protecting your peace. Yeah. Like, I don't do drama. Woo! I love like, that. I, I love. We have, we have yeah. enough drama in this house yeah. with Theo. So, um, <laughs> right. So, Jess, what about you? Um, I would have to piggyback off of what Nikki mentioned, peace. Peace is everything. And um, for me, I had to learn the hard way because everyone that knows me like really well um, know that I am too a people pleaser. And, and I say yes a lot. I have a hard time saying no. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to do everything for everybody. And Jessica is last always. It took for me to start therapy. And yeah. I, I don't remember how long ago I started. It wasn't that long ago. But it took, me, took for me to start therapy to really open up and find, find out that, okay, Jess, if you want to keep being here and do all the things that you know that you deserve, like, you have to take care of yourself Mm -hmm. first. And that's okay. You don't have to feel guilty about it. Like, I really feel guilty about it, about Mm -hmm. 
self-care self-love like everything but i'll love the mess out of someone else oh yeah and you know i had to really learn that and you know self-check myself and you know and i come to realize with therapy that that is much needed for a lot of people here in life you know i almost feel like 90 percent of us should be have mandatory oh, I think, therapy well i think therapy <laughs> yeah. should and be more of a, a proactive yes it um, should you know and it's like why do we stigma. work out why do we move yeah so that we can stay our bodies can stay in you yeah. know yeah. in movement yeah our minds need to stay in movement too our mental health needs yeah and it's hard in the black community too sure like that's a big stigma oh yeah then you're weak you right? can't you can't mm-hmm. talk about it you know if people you're gonna do it no, people can't know you know that's not they're mm-hmm. like no you just go to the lord and don't get me wrong like i'm christian for I talk sure to god is first in my life but uh, it's okay to have god and therapy yeah, it <laughs> is it is yeah because that's how my life is i have god and therapy so that's my thing is is god and therapy okay that's sure. scripture mm-hmm. and you know scripture and my counselor so right <laughs> that's everything and i and i am learning to to have peace and as i'm getting it more and more i'm like protecting it at all costs as she said you Mm -hmm. know and I'm learning too that we don't have to be as women as black whatever you identify as you don't have to be stuck in a box that society says you should be in you can be whatever you want if you if you want to be a healthcare worker you know if you want to be a firefighter EMS responder if you you know if you don't want to do any of that you want to do artwork want to be an artist you know want to be a musician and sing you know what whatever it is an engineer you know a pilot Whatever the case may be, let me tell you something. Women rule the world, okay? Oh, Beyonce do. sang that song no, for a reason. No, we do. <laughs> yep. And I think that we are we pretty do. awesome, and we have a lot to offer. And when other women can empower each other, yes. that's like my. That's what I attract to now. Like, I only mm-hmm. want to be around women that are not, like, about drama, mm-hmm. that are about protecting their peace as well, mm-hmm. and that are about empowerment. Because... Baby, it's enough room at the table for all of us. It is. There's plenty of room. Completely so we can support agree. each other and be there for each other and, and keep growing together. I agree. And that's what I'm all about. So Me too. I yes. love it. Mm-hmm. Well, I thank you ladies so much yes. for not only coming into my closet, but <laughs> sharing all of the insight and information and beliefs and um, just your voice and your hearts here with us or with me. Yes. So, um we're going to wrap it up and thank you for listening. Please stay tuned to the next episode. Thank you everyone.